Hi, I'm Emily Salaby, founder of Juno Jones, the stylish safety boot company, and your host on the Hazard Girls podcast here on Jacket Media. I'm so honored to host this show where I get to chat with Hazard Girls about their careers. Hazard Girls is an online community for women working in traditionally male-dominated fields. On our show, you'll get to hear from these amazing women about the path that led them to their current careers, challenges they've overcome, advice for other women in entering these industries, and more. I'm so excited to have two fantastic colleagues on the show today. I know these ladies from my work with Women in Trucking, and so we have Debbie Sparks, the Vice President at Women in Trucking. Debbie has been involved in the transportation industry for over two decades. She previously served as Director of Transportation and Community Outreach at REITs Across America, and has served as Vice President of Business Development at the Truckload Carriers Association, and also has served as Director of Marketing for American Trucking Association, among many other high-ranking corporate positions. And then we also have with us today the Women in Trucking Driver Ambassador, Kelly Lynn McLaughlin. Kelly Lynn is a bit of a celebrity in the trucking industry as the face of women in trucking. Kelly Lynn is a truck driver with Schneider National here in the U.S., where she has been driving for five years. She started out as a passenger safety instructor for the National Transportation Safety Administration and decided to learn how to drive. And now not only is she driving professionally, but she is a spokesperson for it. Debbie and Kelly Lynn, welcome to the Hazard Girls podcast. Yay! Howdy! How are y'all? Great. It's so nice to have you. I've been working with you ladies on the steering committee for the Whitney Ambassador trailer, so we're going to talk about that. But first, I want to hear a, a little bit about each of your journeys so our listeners know who they're hearing from and, and hear all about your interesting stories. So Debbie, let's start with you. Can you tell us, you, you started out, you said in marketing, I, I think I read in marketing and sales. How did you end up in the trucking industry? So I had, I was working .com, so I had worked with a small company. We were doing online development, and we were purchased by Kinko's. And one of the very first jobs I had with Kinko's was creating everything that you used to do. And this is really going to age me, so I'm going to embarrass myself. (laughs) But back in the day at Kinko's, you would actually bring your floppy disk into the Kinko's store to have your product created. And we wanted to take it all online. So we wanted people to be able to do it from their homes. And I can remember being with a team and we did focus groups behind the big plate glass window. And we'd have somebody come in and sit with one of our instructors and say, okay, we want you to pull up your file because we're going to print it and ship it from where you are right now. And we're going to send the file to Ohio where they're going to print it and deliver it. And we would ask them to go find their file and they couldn't find it. They, it was that mental block. They wanted to put a disc in. They wanted to go to their Kinko store. They didn't understand how to open it up on their computer. And <laughs> in working in this job, one of the biggest things we were doing was creating the ability to ship anywhere in the world. And the relationship with FedEx started. Oh. Um, so that was kind of my first foray into trucking. But then the relationship with Kinko's evolved and they wanted to shut down our office here in Virginia. And we had offers to move to California. I had just gotten engaged, had the wedding planned, and he had no desire to move to California. I I was open to anything at that point, but I I opted not to. So I started answering 
ads in the local Washington Post, and one was with the American Trucking Associations for their marketing position. And ironically enough, I went in and the gentleman I interviewed with, the three major questions that he asked me if I was qualified to do or if I had experience, only one of them did I say yes. The other two I didn't because I didn't have any experience in trucking. And I was shocked and floored when they called and offered me the job. I was like, afterwards, when I got the, I didn't question it then. I was like, oh, thank you for letting me in. And um, once I got in, I said, why did you hire me? I, I said no to two of them. He said, you were honest. And I knew that I could trust you. He said, there's in trucking, it's so complex. And even if you did know it, you might only know a teeny little bit that I felt that it was better to train you and that you would be honest with me and upfront. So that began. And believe it or not, my first job with the American Trucking Associations was marketing their product line. And I was like, well, what what kind of products do we sell? Yeah. And it, it was things like the cost analysis of how fast to drive for the wear and tear on your tires versus the fuel efficiency. So it was all these books and products for carriers and drivers to operate their business better. So I inherited a product line of over 250 products that we were marketing to our existing members who are carriers and then trying to bring in new customers and ultimately recruit them in as members as well. So that was my my first introduction to trucking. And my mom said, when I told her I got the job with the American Trucking Association, she said, now, is that kind of on the loading dock? (laughs) In my mom's mind, trucking was either a a warehouse, a truck, and a loading dock. So she was trying to figure out where would I be. And I said, no, it's in a eight-story building and right outside of D.C. It's it's an office building. And she was like, didn't understand it either. And she didn't understand the product. So my mom's (laughs) come a long way. Now her biggest famous saying is, if you got it, a truck brought it. And without trucks, America stops. And she tells everybody, she repeats them all the time. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think she's not alone. Most of America probably has that same impression that when you hear about trucking, you hear, you think of, you know, somebody's, you think of a man sitting behind the driver's seat and that's it. Right. So that, that's what I think that's part of what women in trucking is setting out to change. Right. That's right. That's right. And so, okay, well, we will talk about women in trucking also in a little bit, but let's hear from Kelly Lynn. Kelly Lynn, I love that you entered the trucking industry later in life. Is it true that you learned how to drive when your daughter was a teenager? I did. So my youngest daughter was 15 at the time, and she was going through her normal high school driving lessons, and I was learning how to drive a big rig. So our conversations at the table, we would have arguments about the rules of the road. (laughs) (laughs) So... But I got into trucking quite by accident. I mean, my I have wheels and airplanes and fast engines and stuff in my history, but I never, ever considered driving a truck. And when my girls were in high school, I was trying to find a way to stay connected with them. And so I got talked into volunteering for the high school marching band. And it was a huge band, 350 kids, $350,000 budget, lots of competitions, and I had to coordinate 80 volunteers, multiple trailers, and one of them was a big 53-foot low boy, an old moving van that we had converted into our big equipment trailer to haul all the musical instruments and the speakers and the uniforms. And we had all these different hoists and lifts and props and podiums out the roof and all sorts of things. And it was just such a huge job. And I finally, we had a volunteer dad that drove it. And 
I got to ride in the truck with him and I was like, man, it was, it was pretty cool. I was like, I wish I could do this. And he said some really powerful words to me, which we have embraced in women trucking, which is you can do it. Mm -hmm. And I was so disappointed in myself that I didn't believe I could do it until I heard somebody else say it, even though I had had a very, you know, this was my third career, right? And so, you know, I just want to be part of the team that says to other women, you can do it. Because sometimes that's all you need is to hear it from somebody else to believe it yourself. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's, I just keep going. I just don't see myself stopping in the near future. I love it. I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about our country. I've met some incredible people all around the country and internationally as well. So I think there's a lot of good stories out here to tell and, and we can break down some of those stereotypes that people have yeah. when they think about trucking. Yeah. Can you, you mentioned this was your third career. Can you tell us what your first two careers were? International development was I worked, I went transitioned from Peace Corps to an international organization and we, you know, worked in remote third world areas around the country and I was their program coordinator and, and then I transitioned into being a tour guide. I would take people to rural areas of the world like Nepal or Indonesia or Africa, Honduras to visit villages that were doing great things, right? Wow. And then my third career was at in child passenger safety. And I was a trainer, worked with first responders and NHTSA. And, you know, I was just all things nerdy about seatbelts. My friends still call me the seatbelt Nazi, even though I'm a truck driver now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So you started out traveling the world for work into all these, you know, unknown areas, unknown to you areas, and then just discovering new things. And that must have taken a lot. Yeah, that must have taken a lot of, I guess, courage, especially at a young age. So it doesn't sound like such a stretch now to me, right? That, that you're driving (laughs) around the country in a car. Maybe, maybe it makes perfect sense. (laughs) Well, I just don't like to leave things undone on the table. If there's something that I want to do, and I feel strongly about it, I'm really like my heartstrings drive me. So, and I'm not, if I see a problem or I just, I'm just not one of those people that are willing not to address the issue. Mm -hmm. Right. And when I entered this industry, I found that there was a lack of places for me to go as a female in a male populated industry to educate myself. And, and it was, it was different for me than it was for a man, my experience and how I navigate through this industry and and there was a lot of things in the industry I just didn't understand and so I I'm more just one of those people I try and find out more and challenge the status quo and I want to leave things better than I found them yeah so that's my goal right well I'm, I'm going to ask in a minute I'm going to ask Debbie about women getting involved in the trucking industry but before we do that Kelly Lynn I just want to ask you what do you mean when because I read this in, in one of your interviews when you say the trucking industry is the circulatory system of our nation, what does that mean? It is. I mean, you think about blood pumping through your body, yeah. right? And when I got into trucking, it really opened my eyes that the trucks and our highway system is our country's circulatory system. And if it's not moving smoothly, mm-hmm. we all feel the pain. You know, we felt the pain of an aged infrastructure. We felt the pain of 
traffic in cities that is just, I mean, it just slows everything down. Mm -hmm. Customers can't get what they need. Supplies can't get to manufacturers. And it's just so important. And it was something that I took for granted before I got in the industry. I just didn't even notice how important that was. Hmm. And of course, I think with COVID and the pandemic, that's things have changed a little bit, even from how they were before. Do you think people are now recognizing the importance of the trucking industry more? I think some people are, but we still have a long way to go. And really, people don't understand how many chains in our link are weak or kinked. Mm -hmm. And there is not enough respect on the road for the drivers out there. It's dangerous. And the four-wheel traffic is not, I don't think they're educated in how to share the road with us safely. So there's a lot of work to be done. And our infrastructure, we do need to improve it. And I recently read an article that in our infrastructure, bill that they're trying to pass at the nation's capital, that they put zero parking dollars in that in that budget. And we need places mm-hmm. for our drivers to take breaks. And I was very disappointed that that, that, was, that was not a given mm-hmm. that they would support us that way. So there's, there's a lot of education yet to be done. And so as far as you, you talked a lot about the dangers of trucking, um, but it's also a great career. So can we talk a little bit about that? So why women should really get involved in this? If it is a little bit, if, it, if there are dangers involved, what are the benefits to women of getting into the trucking industry? And I'd like to, Debbie to pipe in on this first and we could talk a little bit about it more too. Well, I've said all along, women need to get into the industry because it's just going to make it prettier, but that might not be <laughs> a fair statement. I, I think with everything, it's balance. We recently have adopted everybody keeps using the word male dominated, male dominated. We've recently said it's male populated Mm -hmm. and it's really, it's more of a data number more than it is anything instead of an emotional word like male dominated, you know, most of all, it's a place. One of the ladies on our image team says the steering wheel doesn't know gender. It is Mm -hmm. one of the one careers that is not biased to what your gender is. You can come in and as a truck driver, you can make the same living no matter what. Depends on your route. It depends on your experience. I've been working on the association side of the industry for almost 25 years now. And I will say that I've never really seen a glass ceiling. Mm -hmm. When I meet a lot of our carriers that started out as a driver, they eventually bought their second or third truck, who they credit for their business being successful is their wife or their partner. They've said all along, it was somebody that was at home that was helping find the backhaul, helping to set the routes, negotiating, doing customer service. You know, it it was always a team effort and there was always respect. And I think it was just kind of an overlooked industry. I think we are starting to see it kind of following up with Kelly Lynn was saying is, is we still have a lot of work to do But I do believe that more people are considering it as a career option. Mm -hmm. There is there is an attraction to it. I mean, you know, you hear Kelly Lynn's story. There's this very romantic side Mm -hmm. of it. You know, you get in a truck, you could see the world. I mean, one of the first things I had a guy tell me is you really learn what happens at the shipper between the private label product and the name brand product. He said, you know, (laughs) because you're standing there at the warehouse. And I was like, oh, tell, tell. (laughs) So, you know, there's there's a lot. And kind of going back to what Kelly Lynn talked about, is you know we've learned early on trucking also is kind of that barometer of the of the economy 
You know, mm-hmm. if if you're manufacturing it, but it's not being sh- sent to the ultimate re- purchaser, the retail store, and or now the actual home of the buyer, it's that movement barometer that's really telling us that it's sold mm-hmm. and that it's moving and it indicates the health of our country. But you know, I think there still is very much this romantic side of trucking, but it, it's also a, a challenge, you know, physically fit. A lot of people don't realize that there's a physical side to it. You have to pass a physical exam and you have to do it on a regular basis. And I think, and this is not data, but I almost wonder if there's kind of, we've got such an aging population of our drivers that there's kind of been this hole. And now it's kind of this new, my coworker and I were on a plane about a year and two years ago before COVID. And we were sitting next to this young couple, husband and wife, recently married. And they were asking what we did for a living. And we mentioned we were in the trucking industry. And she said, oh, my God, that's like the hottest, coolest, newest industry to get into. And we were like, oh, my God, where are you learning this? And how do we tap into that? And yet, I think one of the biggest changes that's helping. And and I'm curious to hear Kelly Lynn's feedback on it because I know she's a big supporter of it. But technology, if you stood at a trade show 10 years ago, it was the tire salesman, the mud flap salesman, the logbook salespeople. And now it's technology. And it's interesting. We were at a trade show two weeks ago and you look around and it's all high tech. It's all, you know, technology. And was talking with one of these guys and he said, I said, you know, you work with all kinds of industries. What is your impression of trucking? And at first it hurt my feelings. He said, it's immature. Hmm. And I kind of was like, you know, how dare you? And yet in hindsight, I think he was absolutely right. I think we've been such a mom and pop industry for so long and kind of overlooked that now technology, I think folks are coming in and they're going, wow, look how complex this is. And I'm talking about the circulatory system, how complex it is. And it's kind of bringing in really big brains to really say, wow, this is so fun. How do we build technology to support this? And I think with that, we're seeing that shift. Many years ago, it might have been the change from shift to automatic. I don't know. but And, and the trucks themselves have come such a long way. But, you know, I don't know what the secret sauce is, but I know they're coming. And part of our job and our role as leaders is to make sure that when they come, we're ready, we're prepared to train them, to nurture them, and to make sure that, you know, as their learning curve evolves, that it's not a hardship. You know, we all have that learning curve in our jobs, and we wanted to help to minimize that and to make everyone successful as they come in. So when you're talking about technology as the future of trucking, do you see new generations coming in and embracing this? And do you think that that's what makes trucking that's what can make trucking so exciting for young people to come in and women to come into the industry. That's for either of you. You know, it's, it's interesting. And Kelly, then I'll uh, jump in too. So I will say it's one interesting piece to this. And and I know social media, you can or cannot say it's technology, but what we are seeing is our more seasoned drivers, those that have been doing this for 20 or 30 years, they're probably in their fifties. There, a lot of them, Facebook is pretty much all they're on. There's not a whole lot of other social media. What we are seeing with the younger female drivers coming in, they're on TikTok, they're on Instagram, they're on a much different piece. So I don't know if technology, and and Kelly Lynn, I'd love you to jump in because you see it more day to day. I don't know if technology is what's driving them to come in, 
but it is a tool that we're able to use to share that it empowers them and it makes them safer so that so that their career and their job choice is is a good one to make. But Kelly Lynn, I'm going to lean on you a little on that. Right. So I'm also a trainer. So my students already have their CDL and they've been hired on by Schneider. And the last part of their training is to spend a week out on the road with me. And typically my younger students do really well because my tractor has five computers in it. So (laughs) technology is something that I happen to love and embrace and I'm all, and it's always changing and I like learning new things. And it definitely, I have radars and fancy uh, predictive cruise control that knows my wind and that's hitting my tractor and my weight and my speed. And it, you know, makes everything work really well. So I get my maximum MPG, you know, I have all sorts of sensors that help me break, tell me how far cars are, where they are, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So technology is huge. And it has made our, our our professional driver's job safer if you have a tractor that has these components mm-hmm. in it. And the industry is always striving to use less fuel, you're going to see you know, people thought we were not going to see electric commercial motor vehicles, but they are on the road and they are coming. Be prepared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I believe we will be seeing driverless vehicles a lot sooner than the general public expects. But and just in terms of comfort in my tractor, having battery powered heat and air that don't use my diesel tractor engine to run. That's, it's all, it's all lovely. I have a fridge, I have microwaves. So it's like a little eight by eight apartment as I go down the road. I am missing a toilet. (laughs) I hope that we figure out how to like configure that into the standard package for tractors because it is a challenge. But we were talking about the good things in the industry. And besides being, you know, an adventurer out there on the road and being able to manage your own time and not have to work in the office. I really get a sense of, as I travel through the country during harvest or seeding season, what is grown in different parts of the country, where my food comes, how it's planted, how it's harvested. The trucks are involved in that too. It's just really, really cool. So I feel like I'm as I go through, I'm just experiencing a little bit of everybody's life. And part of that is the sad part, you know, like when you're going through an area that's been hit by tornadoes or a huge freeze mm-hmm. or a hurricane, you know, trucks are, they're the first ones that come back in to start delivering goods and supplies and getting all the services running again. I mean, we're, we're there. And then The other thing about this business as a female is it's your opportunity to start a small business. Mm -hmm. You can go and work for a carrier like I do and use them as a sponge and learn all that you can about the industry. And I figured out pretty quickly, I am not a mechanic and I don't want to be a mechanic. Mm -hmm. I love my company. I love driving their equipment and, and relying on them for my loads and my plans and safety training and mechanic needs. But some people want to take that a step further and they want to own their own business, mm-hmm. multiple trucks, be, be their own boss. And you can do that in this industry. And like Debbie said, the loads don't care whether you're male or female, you mm-hmm. get paid the same in this industry. If you can do the job, you get the same 
no matter your culture, your language, your race, your gender, whether you're married or not, it's all the same. And so that is, that's a great place to be, I think. And then breaking, being part of breaking down stereotypes. Unfortunately, there is a stereotype that comes with this industry and I am very proud. I used to be kind of shy and I didn't want, like I would pull into a truck stop, want to close my curtains. I didn't want people to see me, but I'm not anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm like, go ahead and look. It's a lady. (laughs) She's kind of old. But she's still doing this, you know, (laughs) I'm like, if I can do it, you know, pretty much anybody could do it. And there's lots of room for growth in here. We have a huge driver shortage. It was Mm -hmm. big pre-COVID. It's even bigger now. There is opportunity here. And it's one of the few jobs where you can grow professionally and move to different components in this industry. And you don't need a college degree. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that we all don't have college degrees because a a lot of us do, but you can start without a college degree, figure out what you want to do the industry and then continue your education to fill in the opportunities that, you know, the blanks you have in your education. Right. And then here's, here's another thing that I think is great about this industry. When nobody else had a job during COVID, guess who had a job? So with the CDL in your pocket, you will never, ever, Mm -hmm. ever be jobless. If you can stay a safe driver Mm -hmm. and drive drug and alcohol free. So there's a a lot in it for women. It's not just the the adventure, but it's the job stability. And I'm hearing hearing also that it's the opportunity to work with all this technology and and be a part of the the nation's circulatory system, as you put it, which I think is a really good way to put it. Okay. Well, I want to hear about... The organization that you, you know, that I met you both through, Women in Trucking. Of course, I know all about Women in Trucking as a member, but I would love for you to share with our audience um, about how Women in Trucking got started and what are your main missions and how are you accomplishing them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in and, and share a quick background. So I've known Ellen for many many years before she founded Women in Trucking, and sadly, it's a good thing women, Ellen started women in trucking. She, she approached a small group of us women at dinner one night. And she said, I'm thinking about starting an association for women in trucking. And I remember kind of looking at her and I said, but we're the smallest population. And, and I said, aren't associations supposed to represent a large population of people? Mm-hmm. And she goes, I know we need to grow it. And I was like, <laughs> okay. and, and I'll tell you, I believed in, in what she was doing. That on her very first board was help instrumental in starting the foundation. And then my career kind of took me another way. And I got to tell you, it was so refreshing coming back two years ago and seeing what Ellen and, and the association had built and the board. You know, her belief all along was that the trucking industry was big enough for everybody and that everybody should have a place, but that a lot of things had always just kind of been that way. Not that it was built wrong. It had just always kind of been that way and that we needed a voice. We need an organization to come and say, hey, we're here and we're going to need to change a few things. One of her biggest initiatives was making sure that the seat of the truck accommodated a smaller woman's frame. Mm -hmm. It was very successful in that. And I think the beauty of what Ellen has done is it's really it's not about kicking down a door and saying, hey, it has to be our way. We're women and we're here it's more of a collaborative environment. It's saying, you know, we want, there's a place for us and that, you know, we fit in. We want to be a part of the organization, but we need some things like a seat that fits us, but it's really to celebrate our successes, to support one another. 
it, it really kind of goes back to what Kelly Lynn was saying earlier is you can do it. There's There's been roles for women in the transportation industry for many years, but really then kind of knocking down some doors and saying, well, why haven't you thought about becoming a safety director? Why haven't you thought about becoming a professional truck driver? So it's supporting each other, creating a, a group where other women can come together and say, hey, I'm struggling with this. You know, does anybody have experience with it? So it's mm-hmm. it's networking, it's sharing, it's education. And, and it's really just making it a place because the bottom line is, in a way, trucking can be kind of solitary. So the, the people that you rely on are either at your company or potentially if you've recently started driving, you're still reaching out to your school. But it's creating a network and a, a place where you can come and you can ask questions, you can get answers, you can be led, you can be coached, mentored, and then you can also give back. We've had women that have been in the industry 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and they've seen and learned so much that they want to give back. So there, there's a lot of mentoring going on. And it's just a really positive place to come together and to grow. That's wonderful. I and I would agree with that. Go ahead. Yes. Go ahead, Kelly Lynn. Yeah. Well, when I went, when I, I spent a couple of years just going to truck shows and trying to figure out who the players were, what did I need to know? And how did it all work? And every time I came across Women in Trucking Association, they were game on, right? <laughs> and they're not just women. They mm-hmm. There are men that are joining us in this endeavor, mm-hmm. right? And I just, I you know, like they, they really do celebrate. They have different awards where they celebrate innovators and leaders within the industry and have had opportunities for them to share their stories. And I just find it exciting. And I, I felt like I didn't wasn't alone anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was a great place to network. I really enjoyed the in-person events and the conference that they do annually, which is called Accelerate, which is coming up in the second week of November. And no, but I just, there was nobody like them. And so I just wanted to be part of it. I had no idea that I would eventually be a spokesperson for them as the ambassador, but I love talking about trucks and I love encouraging other people to consider this industry. And you know, Emily, I've got to add one other thing. That's the other really neat thing that we do as women in trucking, the association is by recognizing women that have done really great things. It's, it, you know, when you're, you look at the trucking industry where it's male populated and you're reading articles, you know, statistically there's going to be more articles about men's men achieving. So it's a wonderful place, you know, we all from little kids on, we all want kind of our role models and who to look up to and who do we want to be like. Mm-hmm. And and that's one of the really cool things that we do. You know, we're constantly highlighting and recognizing, you know, real, real trailblazers and leaders in the industry so that there is somebody that looks like me, talks like me, that I want to be like that. And, and mm-hmm. they're real and you get to read their stories. I mean, even one of the other programs we do, which is the driver of the month. And, and it's not being, you know, you, you don't have to have any great credentials. It's really somebody that writes in and says, this is a driver that I really respect. This is their story. And this is a little bit about her. And, and it's sharing that story. It's, and it's, it's really that finding somebody that's like me in the industry. So I feel like I have a place and a home. Um, and, and I'm really proud of the work we do with that. And it's great how so many other organizations have picked up on that. When when a driver when a 
Women in Trucking gets to be a member of the month with Women in Trucking. She gets to be in the Trucker magazine and she gets to be on Sirius XM radio. And it just really shows like the support of the industry as a whole for your for women in trucking as an organization. And it's, it's really exciting that the Accelerate Conference is coming up in November. That's going to be one, that's going to be just really an energetic and exciting event. Everyone's got, from the industry is going to be there. And I hear that that is where Whitney is going to be revealed. Is that right? Yes, that is. Okay, what yes. is Whitney? Tell us all about Whitney. Is Whitney? Who, for, it sounds like a when, when we hear Whitney, it sounds like a name, a woman's name. Is Whitney a person? What's Whitney? So Whitney is a, you know, I know. <laughs> a concept that women in trucking put together. And it was the idea that we wanted, we wanted a mobile unit to go out to help encourage more women to join the association. But also it's a two part that and then also to talk to the general public and to convince mm-hmm. women to join to, to consider a career in trucking, a professional yeah. career in trucking. So the idea all along was that we wanted an ambassador. We wanted a female professional driver to drive the tractor trailer. And when I joined a year and a half ago and we put together, there was an existing task forum. We kind of built upon it. There really wasn't a start and finish line. It was kind of like, here's the basic concept. And our task force kind of took it and we we designed this interior where you can come in it's like a museum or an education unit a mobile education unit so you can actually learn about trucking so you can come in it's all of our branding and I'm going to let Kelly Lynn talk a little bit about the exterior look and feel but on the inside when we come into communities or events where we have a gathering of women we're specifically targeting areas where truck driving would be a career choice Mm-hmm. So when we come into town, we have, when you walk in, you can sit down at one of our kiosks, our electronic kiosks. And one of the things you can participate in is, you know, what is safety technology? And it talks about safety technology for you as the driver, safety technology for you as the four-wheeler, and then safety technology that's built into the truck. You can also take a driver DNA test. Do you have what it takes? And I will tell you, I'm very proud because you can fail. There's been a misconception for years that anybody can be a truck driver. And I'm here to tell you that is not the case. Mm -hmm. You can be, but you'll fail and you'll have a very bad career. There is a certain (laughs) type of person that makes a good driver and they're typically high conformity. They don't see the gray. It's black and white. They like Mm -hmm. to follow rules. They have to have a set of adventure, but we can test you for that. But, and if we won't necessarily tell you you'll fail, but we'll tell you there's other careers in the trucking industry other than driving because you may not be qualified as a driver. But it's really to give, we also have this gorgeous uniform wall because what's what's so unique about women in trucking is that there are certain things that men and women are different. And women, we have a sense of style. We have a sense of fashion. And we like to be comfortable. We like to look good. And we actually embrace that. And one part of the trailer talks about fashion, you know. And, and the real thing that we're celebrating in the trailer is trailblazers like yourself that have stepped up and said, you know, we need, we want to help women stepping into these non-traditional careers by dressing them and making them safe with the right shoes, the right clothes, the right safety equipment So we celebrate and, and we pay homage to those that are doing it in the trailer. We also have a section where we have its lifestyle, career and family. Those are kind of our three core initiatives. 
where you get to hear a very personal video from a professional driver that speaks to those topics. You know, how, how do you have a career? You know, what does it mean? What does it mean to your family? And then what is that lifestyle and how these women have succeeded to kind of speak to that, to answer those questions. And then the big piece de la resistance is our actual simulator. And um, we have a whole room in the trailer dedicated to really come in, sit down and see what it's like to drive a tractor trailer. So even if you fail or pass our DNA test to see if you have what it takes to be a truck driver, we will put you down on the simulator. And I will tell you, I've been on the association side of trucking because I cannot pass those. I did a simulator <laughs> where I had to drive on a snowy road and park the truck. Mm-hmm. And within three minutes, he said, you're just going to need to move along. I, <laughs> it was not something I did not have the patience. I did not have I didn't have what it took. But to the name, I'm going to let Kelly Lynn talk to that because it was actually Kelly Lynn's idea. OK, yeah, Kelly Lynn. And first of all, wait, I just so, want to say thank you for so mentioning um, there. Juno Jones and how we're going to be a part of the the trailer. That is true. And some other awesome brands are going to be in there as well. It's a dovetail workwear and safety for her, which makes reflective gear. So we really appreciate that opportunity to be a part of the Whitney exhibit. This, this traveling museum is going to be just such, such a groundbreaking thing, really. Like it's, it's not just a a truck. It's actually a museum. It's like when you go to a, a science museum or any kind of museum like that in a major city. It's like that, but it's in a vehicle that's moving around the country driven by Kelly Lynn. And I love the name Whitney. So yes, let's hear about that, Kelly Lynn. <laughs> right. So we we knew she needed to have a name, you know, like tractors are like ships. You know, my tractor's name is Amelia. And I really thought that our trailer needed a name. And so we, a year ago, did a naming contest and Whitney was the fan favorite and it's capital W, capital I, capital T, mm-hmm. which is our an acronym for Women in Trucking Association, then lowercase yeah. N-E-Y. So everybody just, <laughs> like, we just love that name. I'm so excited. And it was a real team effort to figure out what to put on the outside. I mean, like, this is our very first trailer. It's so exciting. Mm -hmm. What did we want? What do we want our first impression to be? Right. And we wanted to put a female Mm -hmm. face or figure representation on that. But in this time of awareness and sensitivity to diversity, it was a real challenge. And the, the team that came up with our image, which is... I think speaking to the next generation of drivers, which oh, are younger, yeah. is more of a Comic-Con kind of character. And she's a superwoman because everybody has their inner superpower, right? And we want women to know that being a driver and working in this industry can be yeah. your secret superpower. But once it's out, everybody knows. <laughs> so she's she's not a picture of a real person. And she's not light, but she's not dark. She's not a super dark haired, she's not super light haired. So she's just somewhere in between. And I, we're just really proud of her. Yes. And I can't wait to be on the road with her. We are going to stop traffic. <laughs> well, it's, given. I just, yeah, I can't wait. for. We're going to post pictures of Whitney and when, when we promote this episode, because I want everyone to see how badass this exhibit really is. And this, this really cool art on the side is just, it is, it's, it's a showstopper. <laughs> yeah. And uh-huh. one of the 
one of the things I asked for was a little bit of bling on her, some sparkle, uh-huh. something shiny, because I wanted her to be reflective, like not only at night. So we added extra lights Ooh. to the trailer, but I wanted her to just kind of like twinkle as she went down the road. And Debbie found 3M as one of our sponsors and they're coming up with some reflective material on the outside of her. She's really, she's just going to be so flash. That's amazing. We just interviewed someone from 3M recently. So that's really incredible that they have taken the initiative to be a sponsor by donating some of, some of their reflective material for the side. And we thank them for that. That's wonderful. And so where, okay, so we know Whitney's being revealed in, in Dallas at the, at the Accelerate Conference. Where is she going? Where is she going to be in the country? So we well, we're still working on that schedule, right? <laughs> we know we want to hit all the different regions, and we want to come out to your region as well because we have a new what are they? What it's not a charter group; it's a it's on in your area chapter chapter. chapter. Thank you. <laughs> no, I will so say. we have a new chapter group in the area that we want to go and support and work with them to share the story. We'll be going to universities that have logistics programs. We'll be going to events where from folks from the uh, service are exiting their service and looking for the next job. We'll be at some major truck shows. We'll be at some smaller truck shows. And, you know, I think once the work gets out, we're going to have to really make some choices. Everybody's going to want Whitney to come and share her story and we still have to get the simulator installed she won't be at the simulator won't be at the accelerate and then as soon as accelerate's done we'll take her out to california and get the simulator installed and um yeah i think you're gonna have i think you're gonna be like you're gonna need like police there to like keep the crowds under control because everybody's (laughs) gonna want to see whitney how can everyone follow whitney's journey how can they find out where she's going to be so they're going to, for right now, they're going to go to womenintrucking.org and there will be a button that will take them in. One of the things that Whitney has really inspired for us is we're building, we're in the process right now, and it was led by our members who are on our, our task force. And thank you for serving on that. We knew going out on the road that this is going to be speaking to a whole new audience, yeah. you know. Everybody and anybody seeing this this trailer running down the road from a little kid to a, a grown adult is going to be yeah. curious what this is. So I will tell you the wording on the the wording and and the content that we put on the trailers is is paramount. The key is um, you can do this safe, strong, independent. Um, but then we have the QR code that right now goes to women in trucking to our landing page. But we are in the process of building an entire driver portal. And that's where it's going to redirect the QR code once we get this launched and and we're probably end of the year get deadline on that. And that's really, we know that seeing this is going to drive a whole new audience that's that we've never built a website Mm -hmm. for. So we need a place where they can come in and say, what did I just Mm -hmm. see? You know, who was she? What is this? And then what is a career in trucking mean? How do I get it started? What, what does schooling look like? How much does it cost? what does the job look like? And that's where a lot of the work, Kelly Lynn's Day in the Life series, her video series, a lot of that's going to shift over here. Kelly Lynn, as you've mentioned, has become like a household celebrity. And that's because of this video series she's yeah. done. And it's, it's, I like to take a teeny bit of credit because I'm always going, you know, Kel- Kelly Lynn talks about cooking in the trailer. And I'm like, but how, <laughs> how, how do you do that? that? You just so sit here in an cool. eight foot room. 
and she's telling me she's making salmon and wild rice. I can't make that in my huge kitchen and she's making it in a trailer. So she puts it to video and she shows us how she cooks. So all of this is going to be housed in this new driver portal Mm -hmm. where anybody driving down the road, when they swipe that QR code is going to take them there. And it's really this immersion of the life of a truck driver and you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We also have a whole series that our image team has put together, the hints for drivers. And it's the real, you know, how how do I check my brakes? How do I confirm that the fifth wheel and the kingpin connected? You know, what are all these things that, you know, I need refreshers on and how do I do it? And how do I actually crank my lifting gear if I don't have the Patriot lift? So there's, you know, a lot of that that we're going to put in this portal. So that's something that's going to be delivered at the end of this year to help as well. Wow. So not, not just educational. It's like a real life reality show. <laughs> well, yeah. said, well said. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. Debbie Scripps and Kelly Lynn McLaughlin, two amazing leaders in the trucking industry. We're so happy you were able to take the time with us today on the Hazard Girls podcast. And we are so excited to see Whitney in person and at the Dallas Accelerate Conference this November. Yes. And follow us on womenintrucking.org as well. Womenintrucking.org. Got it. Thank you so much, ladies. Yay. Thank you. (laughs) You have been listening to the Hazard Girls podcast on Jacket Media, sponsored by Juno Jones, the stylish safety boot company. That's junojonesshoes.com. And you can go there to learn about our steel toe boots and to join the Hazard Girls community. I'm your host, Emily Salaby. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.